Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about a presentation called Don't Talk About It, Be About It. And we're going to have Courtney to present it. You want to go ahead and take the mic, Courtney? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, recently, I've been talking to Paul about, you know, all of the things that I've been wanting to do with my life and all of the things that um, I needed to get done to enable to reach my goals. So I, um, I let's, I'm going to start back at the beginning because when I met Paul two years ago, I was, you know, very sure that I was doing everything in my power to get me out of this circle that I constantly went in this emotional circle, this financial circle. Like I just kept going around and around. And like I talked about last, the last time we were um, on call was I moved myself around a lot to make it seem like I was doing something, but I wasn't. And I realized that I had to take time to ask for help. And it, and it was very harsh for me because I grew up in a household where my mom was very dependent and I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to be like her. So I I had it in my head that I was going to do everything myself, didn't need help. I got this. Like, it's me. If I have something to do, then I need to do it. It's me. But I didn't realize that I was getting in my own way with the perception that I have of people and life in general. Um, So when I met Paul, I wasn't ready. I thought I was, but I was not ready to get to the point in life where I could say, okay, these are the steps I need to take. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to let my emotions, you know, hold me back. But at that point, I didn't realize that my emotions were holding me back. I didn't realize that my, it was controlling me by having me so stuck in these emotions and in this circle of, you know, people and, uh, things that I wanted that I thought I wanted. Um, so I ran, I ran from Paul Um, I stopped talking to him altogether. I didn't, you know, answer his text messages or his calls or nothing. So fast forward two years later, I'm like in this place where I'm feeling like hopeless. I feel like I have nowhere else to go. I have nothing else that I can do except for call Paul and ask him what I need to do to change my mindset, to do to get me out of this circle of things. Um, and we talked and, you know, we, he got down to a lot of, you know, the root causes that I didn't want to hear at first because it was uncomfortable. I was running from all of the things that would help me change my mindset because it had me stuck. It had me stuck in this place because it, it wanted to control me. My internal thoughts had me, you know, going off on all of the things that I did not deserve, all of the things that I was not worthy of, all of the things that I would never be able to do. I talked myself out of a lot of things. Um, Even though I was capable of doing it, I didn't see that myself. I didn't see it. So I had to start seeing it. And with, and having to start seeing it, I had to talk to somebody who could help me see it that way. Um, so Paul was that person. And one day, a couple weeks ago, he told me to write a list of my accomplishments. And he told me to write this list. And as I'm writing this list, I'm like, dang, I'm kind of freaking awesome. And I didn't even, I didn't even realize it, like how amazing I was to even come through half the things that I came through that most people would not have done. Most people would not have you know, survive the things that I survived or been able to even deal with the things that I had to deal with. And um, to get to the don't talk about it, be about it portion of this talk, I had to just really stop talking about it. I had to stop saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I stopped talking about it. And I, and I actually did it. I started, you know, getting my mental health together, meaning that I'm seeing myself in a much better light. Like I see myself as a confident 30 year old who has so much in front of me, 
so much life left to live, so much, you know, so many journeys left to, to embark on. And I'm excited to do that. I'm not like questioning myself, well, can I do this? Or uh, am I even capable of doing all of these things? And I know I'm capable because there is no other choice but to do it. And I did not feel that way a couple of, even just a couple of weeks ago. I didn't feel that way. I felt like, yeah, these are dreams, but are they even possible? Can I even do it? And I look at today, and today is completely different for me. Like, um, just to, you know, bring up, just to bring up Trey, she was talking last week about how, you know, she's in a, a space where she wasn't before. And I was so proud of her, and she was actually extremely inspirational just for talking for 30 minutes about what she's gone through in, in the last six months. And, you know, today I am a owner of my own business. I officially have an LLC for my lovely lease company. I am going on a mission trip for two weeks in September to Bali to work on conservation and planting trees. And I recently just got word back that I got a job offer in Alaska, which I will be going to hopefully, I think, in like a couple of, I want to say by the end of next month, I'll be living in Alaska. And all of this because I believed in myself. All of this because I decided that I'm going to stop just saying I'm going to do things and I'm just going to do it. I stopped letting other people's opinions control what I wanted to do with my life. Like, for example, my mom, she wanted me to have a stable job. She wanted me to have insurance. And she wanted me to live this cookie-cutter 9-to-5 life because that's what she thought was success. And for her, yeah, maybe that is success. But for me, my success would be traveling the world, getting my hands dirty in different cultures, like actually immersing myself in those cultures and learning things. And, you know, getting my, my business off the ground where I don't have to answer to someone else. I don't have to clock in and say, okay, what do you need me to do now, boss? I'm going to be the boss. I'm going to make my own schedule. I'm going to tell me when I need to get up and go to work and do the things that I enjoy doing for a living. I'm going to travel the world and see different things. I'm going to work seasonal wherever I decide to work. And it, and it doesn't have to do with, you know, proving other people wrong. That's not it. I don't care what you think of me anymore. You think of me however you want, but I know in my soul that I'm going to be happy because I'm doing what I want to do and I'm not letting anybody control or tell me that I'm this or I'm that or you need to do this or you need to do that. Think what you want. Those are just words to me now. And I was not this confident person just two weeks ago. I was not. And I'm so proud of myself for overcoming all of the things that I needed to overcome. Heartbreak, you know, friends that really weren't my friends. Just, you know, the things that, jobs that I really weren't, wasn't comfortable in doing. I wasn't passionate about doing it. Yes, I love my job, but at the same time, it's not a passion. It's a, a something that I did for the moment to get me through or to something that I thought I needed to do in order to, you know, live this structured life that everyone else lives. I don't want to be everyone else. I want to be me. And I'm confident in knowing what I want and who I am. And just doing things and just actually putting my foot down and saying, nope, this is what I'm doing. Getting it done. Setting a list. Making, making plans and actually follow through with those plans is something that Honestly, it couldn't be taught. I had to go through the experiences that I went through in order to do the things that I'm doing now, in order to be this confident, in order for me to walk into a room and not care if anybody has anything to say, because you can't have anything to say. And I used to always say, oh, um, I don't care what people think. I, I don't need your opinions. But deep down, I did care what people thought, and I did care of their opinions because I was not confident in what I had, what I had in myself and myself in general, I wasn't confident. 
But now as I'm making all of these moves and doing things that's bettering myself and bettering my situation in life, I'm so much more confident. And I think that came from actually pursuing the things that I wanted to pursue instead of doubting myself every step of the way. Instead of saying, okay, you can do this, but, or you can do that, but no, you can do this. End of story, period. There's nothing left after that. And it's all about just being confident enough to stick to what you want to do. So, so the, the saying is, don't talk about it, be about it. Because if you talk about it, you're always going to be talking about it. But if you do it, you're in it. So that's what I have to say about it. Don't talk about it, just do it. At the end of the day, you're the only one that's going to be able to hold you back. So don't hold you back anymore and just keep going. Keep pushing. And even if you fail, who cares? That's what, that's what life is. You're supposed to fail. You're supposed to get things wrong. You're supposed to not do it right every single time or even the first time. Because that's how you learn. That's how you keep growing. And that's the point of life is to keep growing and to not be stagnant and to, to not say, oh, I'm content right now. You should never be content. You should always keep pushing for whatever it is that you want. Set a goal. You reach that goal, make a new one. Do it. Whatever you have on your list of bucket list to do, do it. Because what's holding you back from doing it? You. You're literally the only person that's holding you back from doing it. If you need to make a plan, make that plan. And get to it. And I feel like I'm preaching to, like, my kids at school right now. But really, it is. I have to preach to myself just like I preach to them. I have to instill in myself what I instill in my kids every day, and it's to believe in yourself, to trust yourself and your gut instinct, and to just plunge and see what happens after that. Plunge into the abyss of possibilities. And that's what I have to say. Thank you, you, Courtney. That was a great presentation. Uh, I want to ask you about a couple of questions, and we'll go on to the next person who wants to share. Okay. Can you speak up just a little bit more? I can't hear you. Two years ago, when you first uh, met the Discovery Method, what caused you to, just like many other people, what caused you to hesitate and to kind of run away at that particular time? Um, So what caused me to hesitate was the uncomfortability of getting down to why I am the way I am. That, that's really it. I was uncomfortable with the questions. I was uncomfortable with having to answer them with the answers that I had. I wasn't even confident enough to say half the things that I can say now, like the trauma that I've gone through 10, I mean, not 10 years ago, but uh, two years ago, I wouldn't even be able to say it out loud. I wouldn't be able to even think it to myself without cringing. But now I'm confident to say that, yeah, I went through that trauma and it didn't break me and nothing else can. If I can go through that, I can go through anything and make it out triumphant because I'm strong and that's the end of it. I'm a strong person and I'm always be a strong person regardless of, you know, uh, the things that I've been through and even sometimes now I think about it and it still hurts. It still like resonates a little bit, but it doesn't control me. It doesn't make me think that I'm less than or I'm worthy or it's my fault even. Because two years ago, I thought it was. Half the stuff that I go through or went through, I thought was my fault. It's like I allowed this or or I'm I was too vulnerable or I no. It's not my fault. I can't choose how people treat me. I can't choose that, but I can choose to allow it. And I won't anymore. Was I confident enough to not allow it two years ago? No, not at all. And the questions that you asked me and the the way that you, you know, went about getting me to, to talk about it, it was uncomfortable. And it was, 
eye-opening, and it was trying to make me view my life differently than how I viewed it. And that's what ultimately stopped me from calling you. It was not, it was not a pleasant time <laughs> at all. It wasn't fun to talk about those things. It wasn't fun to, to talk about how I, how I view men in general. It wasn't fun to talk about the traumas that I've been through. But it, it took a while to resonate that, yeah, it's not fun, but it's needed. And that is what got me back, was this constant circle that I was going in. And I couldn't get out of it because of my mindset. Thank you very much. Like I said earlier, it's a great presentation tonight. And I know that uh, the audience is uh, anticipating, you know, hearing in the future the successes that you are and have been accomplishing. Thank you. Uh, yes, and I'm so excited to share everything with you guys. Like, my journey is just beginning, and I'm super excited about what's next. Looking forward to the uh, comments in the future. What was that, Thank Paul? Thank you, very I said looking forward, to, you know, to the successes and comments you will be able to share in the future. Yes, for sure. Thank you, now. Thank you. Trey, you online? I am here. Let's let's do the same question to you as we did, Courtney. Don't talk about it. Be about question? it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Be about it. Tell us what you uh, how you fit oh into Where do I begin? <laughs> I don't even know where to start, honestly, because. Um, how about in the beginning? I have, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> no, um, to be honest, um, I had been going through the most traumatizing experiences ever not to put my personal business out there but if I don't say it then you guys won't even know what I'm talking about but my son's father was extreme extreme narcissist and I for a long time or in my entire duration of Maddox's birth for six years I have been blaming um myself for the way he's treated me. I'm, I couldn't understand how he's treating me this way or the gaslighting, the manipulation, the lying and all that. And I'm thinking I brought it upon myself. Like I, I made this guy do this to me, but in reality, no, he was really questioning my reality. And at the end of the day, I started believing his lies and it was crazy because I never thought in my life I could get brainwashed. Right. Because, I'm coming from someone that has nothing. I don't have any parents. I don't have any grandparents. It's literally me and my six-year-old, and that's it. I have nothing. So I was relying on a six-year-old a lot for, you know, for attention or uh, even my self-worth. You know, I'm like, tell me you love me because I'm your mommy. But in reality, I didn't even love myself because I was allowing the disrespect over and over and over and, to be honest, I just got exhausted and I was about to throw in the towel. Whatever that meant, I didn't care. Like, I, man, let's go live with somebody at this point because I was just driving myself crazy. So long story short, I ended up having to take him to court for um, a restraining order because he became very um, disrespectful, didn't, you know, didn't understand my boundaries, didn't respect me as a person. I couldn't even get a hello out of him. It was just Where's my son, you know, aggressive and, and, and it also put me not to, um, be overwhelmed with like emotion, but it put me in fear for my life because I'm like, if I don't protect myself, I don't have anyone else to protect me. And then, uh, you know, just crossing boundaries. Um, I started putting my foot down and having boundaries. And again, this is someone I begged not to leave me. Don't leave me. I can't live without you I don't want to be having another broken family because I obviously came from a broken family he didn't care he didn't see it as it's a broken family he just is self-absorbed I don't care I'm gonna do whatever I want to do by any means necessary and and for a long time I was in a state of shock like I can't believe this is who I'm dealing with and this is 
what my problems are. Like, I am this person that I never thought I'd be. Long story short, I took him to court um, Tuesday. This past Tuesday was my final court date with him. And the day before, I randomly called the office and I said, I'm very scared to even be in court with this man. What can I do? They blessed me with a free lawyer that could speak for me because I said, I can't even speak. Like, I'm scared. So they blessed me with a free lawyer. The lawyer took care of it. I got um, a, my restraining order approved for a year. So that allows me to have no contact with my abuser whatsoever. Not that I was doing the contact because I wasn't unless it was an emergency for my son. But his contact was inconsistent. And it was very, uh, not to be obvious, detrimental to my health. Every time he would call, I would get in a state of shock or panic, and it would physically cause me to get sick, and it was getting worse and worse, and I figured out this is what my problems are, is I let myself uh, allow people to use me. I become a people pleaser. I don't know how to tell no one no. I'm scared to hurt people's feelings by even just saying, I'm not interested, or I don't want to do that, or... You know, I was just, whatever people needed out of me, I got it. I'll figure it out. It didn't matter, even if it was, you know, against what I wanted to do. So I finally started putting my foot down and said, I got it. If I don't take care of myself, who else is? And obviously nobody else is. So I put my big girl panties on and went to court, fought that bottle. The next day I got, um, my trademark approved for um, my logo. So that's going to help me not only build my Amazon store, but to also put it in there, it will help me because soon myself and my business will be on a reality TV show for home renovation projects. So yeah, this is uh, a lot happening all at once but then I realized like if I didn't let go of the things that were causing me problems how can I grow like Paul says if you don't let it go you can't grow clearly I let it go everything that was affecting me I'm still letting go of little things here and there but as I'm letting go of the things that really mattered to me and hard for me to let go I'm getting blessed with even more out-of-the-world experiences or opportunities or projects. Um, my next big, big thing is I will probably, hopefully, willing, even put the manifestation out there if you say that um, I will be building my own house, designing my own house, and it would also be featured on the TV show. So that's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I had to start believing in myself and I guess I never did because I allowed other people's feelings of me or perceptions or what they thought of me or it didn't matter. And a lot of it was me against my son's father versus his entire family. So I had to, and to this day, you can ask Paul, I call him and say, am I doing the right thing? You know, in court, he said I was being bitter and miserable and, then that started really messing with me after court because um, Paul was like, you should be happy right now. That makes you a really powerful woman. But it, I wasn't happy. I was sad. I was, I felt really sad for the obvious reasons, right? Because, you know, I'm separating myself from my abuser, but it also so happens to be my son's father. So it was hard for me to, and it still is, you know, accept that, you know, there's a long period of, of no contact between all three of us. And for me, it's overwhelming. But at the same time, it will help me grow as a person for myself, as Monica, as Trey, as the designer, and not a scared, timid, abused victim, slave mentality anymore. I'm, I can make my own choices. I can make my own decisions. And I realized that the hard part for me is not making a decision. The hard part for me is the motions of the decision that I made. I can say yes or no now without hesitating, but I know it's still going to come with 
the motions of whatever decision I make. And that's the struggle for me is accepting that, that motion of the aftermath. So that, um, that's for me, that's, I feel, and I see that's the only problem that I have is, okay. I, I mean, I've made up my mind. I don't have, I can say yes or no now without hesitating, but it's still, no, I don't want to do it, but it still bothers me in the back of my head and say, damn, I wonder what they felt about me. I wonder if that made them feel like, you know, or she's not a nice person because she doesn't want to do things for me. Like, it doesn't matter. I chose to have that boundary and say, I don't want to do something that you want me to do. And before I used to just, of course, I got it. Before they could even ask, finish asking a question, I would just say, I got it, I got it. Because I didn't like that feeling. For me, it was very overwhelming. But now I am my own boss. I didn't know I have control over my own mind. And it sounds so cliche, but it's crazy because in the middle of me going through all this crazy storm, I came up with a crazy business idea and logo. And it so happens to be named Detailed Mind. And that was really what was bothering me was my mind. It, you know, it was it was so detailed and what I wished and fantasized that my life would have been, but in reality, it was complete opposite of what I always hoped and dreamt of. It was torture. It was traumatizing. It was dramatic, toxic. And now I'm just finally bringing myself back to just calmness and being very open to ideas. And before it was so clouded, I couldn't even have ideas to work. And now I'm, working with Lady Gaga's backup dancers on one of her houses in LA and all kinds of stuff is happening. And I just had to let go of whatever was bothering me and trust myself. And that's where I'm at. (laughs) You've done a fantastic job there, Trey. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Like, you are legit inspiration. (laughs) That means a lot to me. Thank you. Let me ask you one more thing, Trey, before uh, we go to the next uh, participant. In the beginning, what was some of the uh, feelings and hesitance that you felt before you actually come to the position and transformation you are right now? Uh, again, I was just, a, I, I didn't know how to not say no to people. Like, and even if it would make me extremely uncomfortable and never against my morals and values, because that's one thing I can never cross. I'm like, no, right? But things that I really didn't want to do and I was forced or pressed to do it and I just had to do it because I didn't know how to say no because I just really felt about or thought about what people felt of me and it would bother me a lot. And now it got to the point where, well, people are going to have opinions about you anyway, whether they're good or bad. And it doesn't really matter. And that's one thing I have to constantly remind myself every day. Like it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because if we allowed other people's opinions to matter, then how, how would I ever get something done for myself? It's like my own business, my own, idea to design homes that I always want to do and now I get to do that without having someone to answer to or ask permission for I could ask myself that and it's crazy because I didn't know I could do that so yeah thinking for myself believing in myself having my own decisions I never made my own decisions I allowed other people to make them for me so yeah I'm the decision maker now (laughs) Thank you, for ta- thank you thank you for taking that first step and believing in yourself. Well, I couldn't have done it without you because I know I, I went a couple months without talking to you even for four months. I'm like, I knew what you, I had listened to what you, um, I listened to what you said and I took it in. But I once I heard it and I'm like, he's right. But I also separated myself from you because not because I didn't want to do the work, but because I felt like this is the time that I could do it myself. I don't need someone to help me. Even though I did need someone to help me, 
But he helped me enough to figure out, like, this is what's wrong with you. This is what situation you're in. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And I got a little help from it, but then I disappeared. And the time that I disappeared, I was doing the work, like, really researching narcissism every day. I would just do research more on that than on myself. And I felt like I had to be one step ahead of his game, you know, so I knew what I was getting myself into because before I obviously didn't know what I was getting myself into. And then it led to, you know, different opportunities, me chasing um, opportunities, really. And it worked, you know. I I manifested the jobs that I have now and the opportunities, and they're just coming out of nowhere. And I'm just like, my arms are wide open. I'm ready. I'm ready. Because <laughs> I, I, I would not have been ready a year ago at all. Actually, I wouldn't even have been ready six months ago. This has all happened in a matter of six months. So, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the first step and opening up thank your you. mind, you know, opening up your mind and getting on a journey of self-discovery because, uh, you know, no no gain, no pain. Man, that couldn't be more true. That's so true. <laughs> we really appreciate you sharing tonight. And uh, anything else before uh, we go to the next next. Uh, Participant? Yeah, you actually did read my mind. The only thing I do want to say is I keep, uh, for the past couple of days, I've kept reading, like, about comfort zones and stuff. If we do not get out of our comfort zone, we're really not going to get the things that we want. And I've gotten out of my comfort zone a billion times. And I'm talking about extreme uncomfortability. And I've gotten these blessings that I've always dreamt of. And a lot of the things that I've I'm receiving, I've never even spoken to out loud. They were just in my head, you know, as a dream or an idea, and now they're becoming reality. Yeah, you got to get out of your comfort zone, else you're not going to grow. Very good. Thank you. It was a great presentation you. you did. Thank you. You're welcome. Ray, you online? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Paul? Let's give you the same question. Uh, don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> Apply that to yourself and how you, in the past 10 years since you've been with us, uh, how you decided to start doing be about it. Um. Yeah. Um, first off, everything that I've accomplished, it's been from doing it. Um no amount of brainstorming or even visualization without action leads to any progress. So um, the the first big leap for me was traveling because like many people, I for years had to get my passport on my to-do list but never did it. And just thought all the obstacles that there would be to travel in the world, you know, all these uncertainties and not knowing how to navigate certain things. Um, so I continued to put it off, but it wasn't until I actually made that appointment and went and applied for my passport that all the, uh, <clears throat> the, the dominoes essentially started falling over and, you know, led me to where I'm at today, you know, having traveled, many times in the past three or four years. Um, so that was just, that was a big example of just doing it and then learning over time that that's what it takes. You know, a lot of what you learn about the process or about anything that you're trying to accomplish or overcome is through, is through doing it. You know, you make that first move or take that first step and that's where the real lessons begin. So, um, I, I try to keep that in the back of my mind with anything that I do now is that you got to get moving. You, you got to get headed in the right direction and then let the uh, all the answers that you're looking for, let them come to you as you, uh, as you go with that flow because you can become stagnant sitting and waiting for all the right answers 
to get you motivated to take the first step, but sometimes taking the first step is the first answer. And it's the start of all the answers you could ever need. It's, it's, they kind of go hand in hand and that's, uh, an invaluable lesson to learn because so many of us, we sit on the sidelines trying to figure out how to do everything that we want to do when just the, the truth is it's so much of it, it, it. It's after you take that first step out the door that you begin to really grow and learn and um, you become what it is that you're trying to do and, and be. It's not something you can just think about without action. That actually leads to misery and suffering because the more you think about something you want, the more clear it becomes that you don't have it. And a lot of times it becomes clear just how far you are from getting it. So that can be torture to sit and think. And uh, the more you think, the less you do and the farther away you get from that goal. So um, for just about all all the big accomplishments, you know, accomplishments in my life. One, and this is not one of the biggest accomplishments, but at the time it was big for me was getting uh, the car I had on my vision board for so long. And speaking of action, going to the car lot was something that at first was a little strange. It was awkward to me. You suggested, uh, why not go to the car lot and look at the car? I'm like, this is a dream car. It's not something I'm going to, yeah, I even felt like I would be out of place wasting somebody's time to look at possibly test drive a car. I had no intentions on buying in the near future, you know, but getting in motion was what it was and, and going and, and acting the part, going through all the motions that would come with buying that car. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with changes in my behavior and what I believe to be possible from that point forward. But you can't discount that first action, you know, just going and being something like someone said, uh, getting out of a comfort zone. Um, I think Trey said that, that for me was a comfort zone that I had to get out of because otherwise I, I wouldn't have felt you know, like, who, who do I think I am going to an Audi dealership, you know, barely making minimum wage, you know, this, you know, I, I dream of this car, but <clears throat> like I said, not going to go waste anybody's time when I don't have money to buy this car or even a, a plan of action towards getting the money to buy this car. So, but that in and of, in and of itself was an action and, uh, you'd be surprised how much can come from taking that first step. Another example being uh, as relevant as it is to last week when we, we had the call, I talked about DJ and uh, that was a perfect and a most recent example of just taking action, even when it didn't feel comfortable. You know, I thought of it, me and my brother have been talking about this for a while. I've had my DJ equipment for years, and most of those years they sat in the uh, they sat in the uh, closet collecting dust. So um, I was not at all prepared, but had just been thinking about starting something up in the area with the type of music that we're playing and stuff like that. Just they were just ideas, but I saw an opportunity and reached out to somebody to see if we could be a possible fit for what they had going on. And she said, uh, she said, how about Saturday? And this was Wednesday, I think. Um, so I jumped at the opportunity, but between Wednesday and Saturday, I knew I had that I had no, I just did not have enough time to get as fully prepared in my head as I would like to have been. But, you know, throughout that time and talking to Paul and, and, and other people, just realizing and reminding myself of what I'd already realized that you, you'll, you'll never be as ready as you want to be. You know, uh, there'll always be something else you can find. And that's what the fear does is like, what else could I, you know, focus my attention on 
versus doing the actual thing that needs to be done in order to accomplish what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish. And that very thing is, is most often something uncomfortable, especially if it's something new because you, you just never done it. So you don't have, you don't even know what to expect. Um, a lot of the things that you look in retrospect and say, Oh, well that wasn't so bad. You know, you don't, you just don't know it. You don't know those things. You're not familiar prior to going into that experience. So, you know, but knowing that and just realizing that, if I just left it up to myself and let, let fear dictate my life, I would, I'll never be ready. You know, there'll always be some discomfort lurking around the corner that I could try my best to avoid and run from. But otherwise this is, this is what it is. You know, this is, this is how, this is how things work. You know, you, you just do it, you know, put your best foot forward and, and, and uh, and let the rest come with time, you know. So Saturday we went out. We we had a good time. Um, it went it went as good as it could have possibly went. You know, there, there was no mistakes or you know just uh, completely destroying the 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 mix. You know, the blend into the next song or anything like that. It was all good. We 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 had a good time and. Um, my friend came out with his his uh, film equipment, got it all, you know, on video. And, you know, looking back, I can appreciate just doing it. You know, I can appreciate that I decided to move forward on something. And that's how I've been, you know, for a while now is just leaning into what I want instead of getting caught up in my head too much because, you know, just that realization again that you can think about it forever and never feel completely ready. So sometimes you just got to jump in the pool, you know. Um, it'll be a little cold at first, but we all know that that, you know, most often that goes away pretty quickly after having a good time. So same applies with life and anything that you can possibly uh, set your sights on, but you've got to, you got to be open to and willing to just take that first step, even though it's not always going to feel, um, it's not always going to feel solid. It's not always going to feel sure, a for sure thing, but it's just about weighing the options. You know, do I want to sit in the same spot that I've been in all my life and wonder, or do I want to take, you know, take a chance and uh, take some action and then I can figure it out as I go. You know, if I take some action, I can really start to figure out what needs to be done, what I could do differently, what needs to be done better. But as long as you're sitting there and wondering, life's just passing you by and you're not making you're not making any progress. And, and two, I think it just helps to know that that's just, it's just a, a losing strategy all around. You know, to sit and wait until you figure out the right answers that makes it to where you don't have to feel discomfort. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that, you know? Um, so if that's your strategy, try to let that go because it just, I don't think nothing worthwhile comes in life that way. You're going to have to take those chances. You know, don't, don't just gamble it all away. Um, you know, to walk out the door and do anything, but, when it comes down to what you're trying to accomplish and, and these goals that you, you set for yourself, you got to take a chance at some point. Um, pick the clo- pick the next best thing. Um, you know, if you're thinking about something, you've been thinking about it for a while, what's one thing you can do to move closer and then just do it? Um, yeah, that, that's my experience. I've, I've had to come across that many times and, and even to this day, it's always, always in the back of my mind when it comes down to, um, you know, venturing out into something new, doing something I haven't done yet, or even just pushing further into my goals. Always is, you know, at the back of my mind that I have to take that step and not wait for it to get easier. Thank you, Ray. We appreciate your sharing with us tonight. It's just like uh, Trey and Courtney said earlier, and, and like you just said, taking that first step seems to be the hardest. 
But once you get on that journey of self-discovery, that transformation level by level by level has a tendency to take us to a goals that we, you know, that we set for ourselves. Um, in the past 10 years, I just want to say a few more things about some of your uh, transformation. You know, you've uh, learned three different languages, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I've learned quite a deal of Portuguese. Portuguese, and then uh, surprised every day by how much Spanish I can understand. So I can, I can understand a lot of Spanish and speak um, a pretty good deal of Portuguese. So, to some extent, three languages. Yeah, very good. And in in, in the past ten years, you've traveled nine different countries, counting this last one you just got came back on, right? I'm I'm losing count, but that's yeah, pretty close. <laughs> Somewhere I'm, around I'm, there. I'm I'm keeping count for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would have thought in such a short time? I, I you know, there's, there's the, I've been on one vacation or I've been out the country one time, but then there's, I don't even remember how many, but yeah, it is seven, eight or nine. It, it was seven. I think it's eight. I think it's eight now, but I've been to Brazil twice. It'd be yeah. nine times out of the country if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Ten years ago, before you got on the Discovery uh, journey, did you have any in your wildest dreams, imagination that you would successfully do the things you're doing and have the things you've got today? Nope. It's uh, it was a determination to at all costs, um, which is I encourage people to explore that too. Like, where exactly are you on that spectrum of? And I've read it somewhere. I want to get it so I can quote it next time. But uh, the spectrum of trying, and, and I could loosely quote it, it's something along the lines of, you know, at first there's uh, you don't even know. So we all are familiar with it. You don't know, you don't know. Um, so you don't even know that there's something that needs to be done. Then you know, and you don't have any interest in doing anything about it. Then you have interest, and you decide you're going to try, I want to say that's the third one. The fourth one would be um, you tried and failed, so you're stuck in this place where, you know, I've already tried, and I've already found out I can't do it. You know, so you're, you're kind of – a lot of people get stuck there because at least they've tried and uh, convinced themselves that it's not possible for them. But the fifth one is that you're – it's no longer an option you made up your mind that you're going to do a thing no matter what. And I know around that time that I met you, I'd, I'd already developed in my mind that, that sort of uh, determination had no idea how, but I, in my mind, I was going to, I was going to push myself and become everything I had the potential to become regardless of what my past had set me up for, no matter what, that I would die on that path. If I never got, if I never reached, you know, even a, uh, or scratched the surface of my potential, I would die en route, you know, and, and there was just no other option. And so I had that determination to get to here and even farther, but I, it, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't, um, you know, sitting here where I am today and the things I've accomplished, I couldn't, I couldn't even have have fathomed it honestly i could just hope i like i always say i hope that i had uh that i could just work a decent job you know be able to keep a roof over my head because at that time those things were they weren't normal to me you know it wasn't something that i was used to or at that time even believed that i could could have you know just consistency stability in my life and so some i think I even find myself sometimes um, still in that place, you know, uh, emotionally where I have to remind myself that I've, I've gone so far past survival, but yet sometimes still feel that way. I still feel like, you know, I got to watch over my shoulder or be careful, you know, because, you know, just looking for stability when I've, I've developed 
quite a bit of stability, you know, savings-wise, um, you know, full-time job that I've had for almost 10 years now, um, multiple streams of income, things like that, you know, that it's not it's not a real big concern on my list of things to worry about, but yet, um, you know, we're programmed and hardwired that way. It, it can take some some addressing because if unchecked, those sorts of things will come back to to haunt you and try to try to take you back where you came from. So, but yeah, just to to shed light that you know I've I've come so far that at that time I couldn't even I couldn't even uh, couldn't imagine. Appreciate you sharing. Just like uh, you, I've heard a couple of times here on your sharing, and uh, Courtney and Trey said the first step is seems to be always the hardest. And it, it, that's true. You know, taking that first step uh, is painful. It's, it's things that you've got to be willing to look at and to confront and become proactive. And just like many of us, uh, we may take that first step, but we kind of run because of uh, what we have to look at. And then eventually you, we usually come back and uh, start getting on that journey of self-discovery. Proud of all three of you. Y'all have got a very fantastic success story. And uh, just want to ask, is there anybody else online that they would like to introduce themselves or say anything uh, to us before we get offline tonight? Okay, gang. Thank you for uh, all participating and listening in tonight. And just want to say next Thursday night at 730, uh, call 518-992-1035, access code 655-145. And don't forget to uh, ask your family, friends, and most of all, your enemies, to be on call next Thursday night at 7.30. Thank you very much. <laughs>